Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're in the middle of the groundbreaking story, really, of what happened when uh, Peter had a vision. Uh, This is the story, of course, of Cornelius, the Roman centurion. Peter, we discovered yesterday, was challenged to his core by this vision that uh, he saw in the sheep, these animals, and a voice saying to get up and kill and eat. But to him, they were unclean. Yes, but he realised when these men arrived from, uh, from Joppa, Uh, sorry, from Caesarea, that um, uh, this vision had been given him to prepare for what was about to happen, that he was not to be afraid to go with these people to the house of a Gentile. Now, we saw the sheet coming down yesterday with all these ceremonially unclean animals on, really was right in the face of everything that Peter had believed. And emotionally would have felt was right. Now, you see, the same was true about going to the house of a Gentile because that would make him unclean uh, as a Jew to, to do that. So um, it's, it's the same challenge that he's facing. Is he prepared now to step outside his conventional understanding that the law was the framework that governed his life rather than faith in Jesus? And we saw yesterday that this took place probably about nine or ten years after the resurrection. So, you know, the the um, church has been growing and developing among Jews and was almost exclusively Jewish for those early years. But now here is a fresh challenge for Peter because the commission that the church had been given before Jesus returned to heaven was to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, which of course would include the Gentile nations. And clearly the apostles hadn't done that up to this point. They may well have interpreted that as meaning go and make disciples of all the Jews that have been dispersed among the nations. Whereas that's not what Jesus said. He was he was saying make the nations. And actually, if you look at the Old Testament, you see that the prophecies of the Messiah was that he would come for the nations, not just for the Jews. So it was a remarkably challenging time for Peter, but it was also a remarkably challenging time for Cornelius because, as you said yesterday, here he was, a Roman centurion in Caesarea, a Roman stronghold, not worshipping the Roman gods. Yes, obviously, being an officer, he, you know, no, nobody seemed to be very worried about that. And do you remember it did say um, just a little while ago that this was a time when there wasn't persecution. Persecution usually comes in waves. And uh, so there was a lull in the persecution at this time. So we read in verse 27, after talking briefly to Cornelius, Peter went into the room where he found a large gathering of people. He addressed them, You know it is against our religious law for a Jew to have anything to do with a Gentile or to set foot inside his house. However, God has made it clear to me that I should not consider as forbidden what he has stated to be acceptable. So when I was sent for, I responded without raising any objections. I want to know why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago, while I was praying here in my house at about three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining clothes stood in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers and has taken note of your gifts to the poor. 
Send to Joppa for one known as Simon Peter, who is staying in the house of Simon the leather worker, who lives by the sea. So immediately I sent for you, and I am grateful you have come. Now we have come together in God's presence to hear all that the Lord has told you to say to us. Then Peter replied, It is clear to me now that God certainly does not show favoritism, but accepts men of all nations who fear him and do what pleases him. Now this is a massive change in Peter's thinking that is the direct consequence of this vision that he received. We continue in verse 36. You must have heard of the revelation that God gave to his people Israel, the good news of how peace with God has been made possible through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You have heard of the events that took place in Judea, the series of events that began in Galilee following the baptism that John preached. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Because God was with him, he then went from place to place doing good works and healing all who had been oppressed by the devil. We apostles saw everything he did among the Jews and what happened in Jerusalem. There they killed him by crucifying him, but on the third day after his death, God raised him back to life and caused him to be seen by certain witnesses whom God had specially chosen. He was not seen by everyone, but we actually ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He ordered us to preach to everyone and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. He is the same one of whom all the prophets spoke, saying that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins in his name. Now, um, whether this is the whole of what Peter said, or just a praise of what Peter said, isn't the point. But as soon as he mentions that salvation is possible to those who believe that they can receive forgiveness of sins in the name of Jesus, it says in verse 44, the Holy Spirit fell on the whole gathering while Peter was still speaking. Now, that's awesome when that happens. I've been, I've been in, in situations where I've seen it happen. There was occasion when I saw the Spirit of God fall on thousands of people at precisely the same second. What did you see? It's, it's, well, uh, it, what you see is the response. What you see, I mean, there were, there were all these thousands of people sitting down, and at precisely the same second, they all shot to their feet and started lifting their hands and praising God with loud, exultant praise. It was as if the spirit fell, vroom, and they stood up and immediately praising God. It was awesome. And uh, I heard for days afterwards of the miracles that happened in that precise moment when the spirit of God fell upon people. So here he sees that Peter sees the spirit fall upon everybody. And how does he know that? By exactly the same way, by the consequences of what happened. The Jewish um, believers who had accompanied Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit should be poured out on those who were not Jewish. This undoubtedly had happened, for they heard them speaking with tongues and praising God, exactly as I saw at that meeting I've just talked about. You see, they would have shot to their feet, they would have lifted their hands, they would have begun to praise God in tongues, and Peter and those who come with him would have been standing there open-mouthed in wonder. What is going on here? And the great thing is, you see, 
that it happened once he talked about this new life being possible by those who believe, there would have been in the hearts of these people who were listening a, a kind of a response, yes, I believe, and that's all that the Holy Spirit needed. Yes, I believe, and I want my sins forgiven, you know, and vroom, the Spirit of God falls. They all start praising God. Peter and the others are absolutely amazed. Then Peter said, is there any reason why these people should not be baptized in water? For they have already received the Holy Spirit in just the same way as we did. Sometimes God gets things out of sequence. You know, we would say, well, you get baptized in water, then you get baptized in the Spirit. But here, people got filled with the Spirit, and then they were baptized in water afterwards. And I've, I've known many times when that's the case. Um, God is not nearly as legalistic as we are. <laughs> uh, he believes in the freedom of the Spirit, and he can move in any way that he chooses. So Peter commanded that they should be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they asked Peter to remain with them for a few days. Why? So that he could teach them, he would have taught them more about the gospel, more about Jesus, and now how to live in the life and power of the Spirit. Because, of course, by then, Peter would have had nine or ten years' experience of living in the Spirit and relating to Jesus as the risen Christ rather than the human Jesus. So he would then have helped them to see right now this is how you go on from from this point so cornelius this really was the birth of the church as we know it today he was the first real conver converted christian well certainly as far as we know uh, i mean I, I i don't think we can go that far because as the gospel was taken among the nations by the jews that had come to jerusalem for the feast and as uh, other believers would have gone out from Jerusalem. Um, no doubt there may have been other God-fearers, Gentiles, who who um, lived in fear of God, uh, Gentile believers in the Jewish religion. They, they too, may have become. We, we just don't know. But it's something of this nature certainly had not happened through any of the original apostles. This was a groundbreaking event as far as they were concerned. As you mentioned yesterday, the fact that Gentiles would become believers is mentioned in the Old Testament. Does it surprise you that Peter was so surprised at this occurrence? Well, uh, you know, Jesus always starts with people where they are. And of course, during the three, three and a half years that Peter and the other apostles were with Jesus, uh, he had confined his ministry to Israel, to the Jewish people. And he'd sent, this is, he had said clearly, this is why I was sent. But of course, we also know that salvation for all nations comes from the Jews. And, and this is the point at which this has to become obvious to the leaders of the church, to the apostles and the elders back in Jerusalem. So tomorrow we will see what the repercussions of this event in Caesarea was when Peter went and had to justify what had happened to the other leaders in Jerusalem. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 